What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Wednesday, November 11th, and a, well, a thank you to all the veterans out there and anybody who is active military as well on this Veterans Day, the 11th day of the 11th month. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate every one of you. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be doing this, and uh, I like doing this, and I like my freedom, so thank you to all of the veterans. Of course, on the podcast today, we will break down rankings for week 10. That's weird to say, man. Week 10 coming at us. Before I get to that, of course, let me tell you about our presenting sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, You need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites, and it really is. It's it's fun, man. There's no salary caps. I think that's the big thing. There's uh, no playing against sharks, and hey, that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, Golf, everybody looking at golf with the Masters starting tomorrow. I'm excited for that. UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, esports, and football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And you know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? A free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. Might as well get in for the Masters, right? With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win state and age restrictions. Apply Seaside for full terms and restrictions. And by the way, in addition to all that, over at FTN Fantasy, FTN Daily, and FTNBets.com, we do have a special master's sale going on right now. If you want 20% off on any of our stuff, like if you want to get in on the DFS stuff, 20% off of any subscription. Betting stuff, 20% off. Or, and I think this is the deal. I know a lot of people listen to this podcast and you haven't gotten in at FTN yet. I get it. It's 2020. Money might be tight. I get it. Believe me. But 20% off is nice. And the beauty to it is you don't even have to worry about like July next year. Like what site do I subscribe to? No, you'll already be subscribed to us, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. You get everything from me. You get everything from Brad Evans. We got Tyler Lochner delivering his fantasy insights. We have Derek Brown delivering his fantasy insights. We have Elliot Chris with all of his mad wisdom. It's just a great team. And it's a 365-day subscription, so if you buy FTN Fantasy for the football subscription now, you'll still have it straight on through Fantasy Draft season. So use the promo code MASTERS for 20% off. All right, so let's dive into the rankings today. And we'll start off at quarterback. No Patrick Mahomes this week. Obviously, they are on by, but uh, you do have Kyler Murray, and he's facing Josh Allen, so they're one and two. This game's already up to a 56 over under. This is going to be a whole lot of fun. I think it will be as advertised. Uh, the There's really not much about the defenses on either side. I, I love I love me some Tredavious White, but I'm not really that worried about the Bills' defense like shutting down Kyler Murray. I don't think it's going to happen, and vice versa. I don't think it's going to happen on the other side. Really encouraged by what we saw from Josh Allen last week. So one and two on those guys, Aaron Rodgers at three. Now, I did have a really in- interesting question from somebody 
on my Sirius XM show. So here's his three quarterbacks in a two quarterback league, Kyler, Josh Allen, and Aaron Rodgers. And he said, do I really bench Aaron Rodgers? And, and I told him, I mean, by my rankings, I would say yes. But if you're ever in a situation like this, and this is more of a wider strategy, it's not like this specific example, but say you have two quarterbacks who are facing each other. And then you have another quarterback who's relatively highly ranked. Maybe it isn't the top three, <laughs> but maybe it's three in the top 10. And and it's really close with the other options. So, like, obviously you're starting Kyler here. But what I told him was, if you don't want to put all your eggs in that game, basket, right, you could bench Allen and go with Aaron Rodgers. There's really not a major difference between the two. I don't see a huge issue with that. And so what you're doing is you're you're fading the potential that that game ends up being a dud. Because if that game's a dud, I mean, you're going to lose, probably, right? Uh, it, it still could be a dud in two quarterback leagues, and Aaron Rodgers has a, has a solid game. So a little bit of, uh, I guess, suppose a little bit of game theory there. But um, anyway, just throwing that out there because that was an interesting question. Uh, Russell Wilson with uh, the number four spot this week against Los Angeles. It's a tough matchup, but Russ cooks. That's what he does. Deshaun Watson at five against Cleveland. I like the direction that he's been trending. I like the explosive weapons he has at his disposal. Lamar Jackson at six. Now, this is interesting. This is actually maybe moving Lamar up just slightly because I don't believe in that Patriots defense whatsoever anymore. And I had already started to hint at this a few weeks ago. After seeing what Joe Flacco was able to do against them, I'm completely out on that defense. Uh, There's nothing to it. Nothing to it. And I think Lamar is just fine this week. So I have him at six. At seven, Justin Herbert against Miami. That's going to be a fun game with two rookie quarterbacks, the future of the NFL on display in that contest. Tom Brady at eight. I think he bounces back against Carolina. Drew Brees at nine. Now, super efficient last week against a very tough defense. And then this week against a very tough defense. I think he's going to be just fine. Carson Wentz at 10. Uh, What I love about Carson Wentz is the DGAF attitude. Like, he's just going to keep throwing. And now with Jalen Rager back and really good to go with Miles Sanders back as your, you know, your weapon out of the backfield and Dallas Goddard another week removed like the bye week does a body good for a lot of these guys. So I think he's a top 10 option against the Giants. Jared Goff gets that beautiful matchup against Seattle sliding in there after Wentz and then tentatively a big Ben at 12. It's against Cincinnati. I'm not worried about the matchup. I don't think we're going to have any issues with Ben. I think he'll be back on the field. We'll know by Saturday uh, whether or not. So uh, just on the outside looking in, I have Derek Carr. I have Tua Tunga-Vailoa. I have Baker Mayfield. I have Drew Locke. If you're streaming, those guys are all viable this week. Moving over to running back. And at the top, you, you already know who it is. He's been incredible the last two weeks, Dalvin Cook. He's been historically good. Over the last two weeks, Uh, he does face a tougher matchup against Chicago. So in my flex rankings article, which goes live every Wednesday at FTNFantasy.com, I actually ranked a wide receiver number one in my flex rankings. So the number one player this week is Devontae Adams. That's a little out of the ordinary for me, uh, just because he's almost always a running back. But Adams is also in the midst of a historic run as well. And by the way, I know people are like, 
what league are you going to have the choice of Devontae Adams in your flex? No, that's not what it means. Flex rankings just means I'm ranking all the positions except quarterback. Just to give you a quick overall set of rankings to start your week out on a Wednesday. Anyway, uh, after Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara against San Francisco, it really doesn't matter who he faces. He's going to figure out a way to get it done for fantasy purposes. Aaron Jones, it will... We should remember this for the future with the Packers. When players come back on the field, they're good to go. (laughs) The Packers medical staff waits that long that they are good to go. So 20 touches last week. Nice matchup against Jacksonville. Nice matchup on the other side for James Robinson. He slides in at four for me. Then Derrick Henry. I moved Henry down a little bit because of the matchup. But he's still top five. But it is a tough matchup against Indy. So it's one of those where he could go like, you know, 22, 23 carries, get you 75 rushing yards, and it really matters if he gets in the end zone. But I do, for what it's worth, have him at an 80% chance of getting in the end zone. So that's pretty freaking good. Tentatively, I have Chase Edmonds at six. It's tentative because Kenyon Drake could be back. So we're going to have to check back in on that one. I'll, uh, I'll update that on Friday's show. Josh Jacobs at seven right now uh, against Denver. Relatively tough matchup, but he's going to see heavy volume. As of now, I moved Mike Davis, so I initially had him further down the list, but it really looks unlikely that Christian McCaffrey is going to go. So I've moved Mike Davis up to eight. Davis will get you plenty in the passing game, so that's why I'm not really concerned about the matchup for him. And we've seen, you know, he's basically a top 10 play uh, with no Mike Davis or with no Christian McCaffrey out there. Uh, after Mike Davis, I have Miles Sanders at, and, and it's really close between those two. I've been back and forth as to who's eight, who's nine. Currently I have Sanders at nine against the Giants and then James Conner at 10. Now he disappeared last week. He did, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to read too much into just one game. I do this on both sides, right? If a player blows up one game, I don't read too much into it. If a player stinks up the joint one game, I don't read too much into it. So that's where I am right now. Uh, with uh, James Conner. Nick Chubb coming back. He's in at 11, and then Kareem Hunt in at 12. I don't know if it's just like a Nick Chubb gets 20 carries type of game or if it's a Nick Chubb's coming back, and we're going to use both of these guys. But the matchup's phenomenal regardless for both of them. Uh, David Montgomery slides in at 13. This is just a volume play. It's so boring. DeAndre Swift at 14 against Washington. He was so close to getting in the end zone last week, and I think a lot of people's perception of him would have changed. Watched the game, not the box score. Antonio Gibson at 15. I had somebody who hit me up on Twitter earlier today, and he said, is anybody looking into the fact that both times that we've seen Alex Smith, J.D. McKissick has been very good? I don't think it has anything to do with that. Both times we've seen Alex Smith, they were losing. Right, they were playing the Rams the other time. They were getting, you know, beat up on. I think that's what it has to do with. So I still prefer Antonio Gibson. In fact, I think he's people are willing to trade him away right now. I'd be all in on that. Joe Mixon tentatively here at 16. I'm going to keep an eye on his practice report. Uh, would move him up just a little bit. Jarek McKinnon at 17. He's the lead back in that backfield for now. Leonard Fournette at 18 against Carolina. Beautiful matchup. Daryl Henderson sliding in at 19. A tough matchup, but he's the lead back there. At 20, it's Melvin Gordon. It's boring. He's becoming the Denver David Montgomery. Um, Maybe even worse because he's in a committee, but it's really a boring play. Duke Johnson currently at 21 for me. So... 
David Johnson is far from a lock to get back on the field this week. Very much up in the air. So I do think we see Duke Johnson. And I think here's a great comp for Duke Johnson for fantasy purposes. He is a poor man's Giovanni Bernard. Like, he's not going to be super efficient on the ground. Maybe he scores a rushing touchdown like last week. But he actually will get you probably into that RB2 range with his ability in the passing game. So it's boring, but it is what it is. All you Duke truthers, this is your week. Live it up. Ronald Jones, 22. I like the matchup for him as well. It could be either one of these guys. It could be both for Tampa this week. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, 23. I know. I mean, he's still going to be the first back on the field for this team, very likely. And if you're the first back, you have the first shot at getting the hot hand. And if you get the hot hand, then you could stay in. And if you can stay in, blah, blah, blah. You know the story. So, yeah, 23 for him. <laughs> 24 for Zach Moss, 25 for J.K. Dobbins, just on the outside looking in. But Zach Moss, it really comes down to the fact that, I mean, dude scored three touchdowns in the last two weeks, and I do like me some touchdowns. If you want all the rankings, remember you can get them over at ftnfantasy.com and take advantage of that master's promo code to get in for 20% off. At wide receiver, you know who's at number one. He's freaking awesome. His name's Devontae Adams. At number two... DeAndre Hopkins. So, as promised, I I did look into that game. Xavier Howard didn't shadow DeAndre Hopkins. But, this is important. Cliff Kingsbury doesn't move his wide receivers around the formation. Cliff, if you're listening, Cliff's a big rat packer. (laughs) Cliff, move your freaking wide receivers around the formation. (laughs) Because basically what it ended up doing is Howard played his side, but... Hopkins was up against him like 85% of the time because he didn't move, barely. Didn't move him around the formation. So it wasn't a shadow technically, but he pretty much saw him out the whole time anyway. So I put a damper on things for him. I do think that Tredavious White will will travel with him this week, will will shadow, but I'm not as worried about it. I still think he's going to see plenty of volume. He bounces back in this one. Speaking of volume, on the other side, Stephon Diggs leads all receivers and targets. He's at three. DK Metcalf, I don't even have to tell you why, is at four. Keenan Allen, it's all it's double-digit targets. Like, just ink it in. Write it in freaking Sharpie. Number five, Terry McLaurin. Oh, how good is he? How good is he? Doesn't matter who's under center. Comes in at six. Allen Robinson moves up this week against that shaky Minnesota secondary at seven. At eight, Michael Thomas against a good San Francisco secondary. They didn't need to use him a lot last week, so that's why he wasn't used that much. But with Thomas, he's still a top 10 play. I think we'll see more of him this week. A.J. Brown at uh, at uh, nine. I mean, he's scored six touchdowns in the last five weeks. He's freaking awesome. Tyler Lockett at 10. I know. I know it's frustrating, but you basically have to keep starting him because any week he could be the number one fantasy wide receiver. Will Fuller at 11. Love the upside of Will Fuller. Cooper Cup at 12. Bob Woods at 13. I don't even know if I'm going to say it's a, it, uh, this is a Cup week or this is a Woods week. No, I think it's a both of them week. And the last time, remember, the last time we saw Cooper Cup, he had 20 targets. Robbie Anderson at 14 against Tampa. He's still their number one. He had 13 targets last week. Tougher matchup, but still wide receiver too. Adam Thielen backsliding. Not only is he facing a tough Chicago secondary, but they're not throwing the football. If Zim has his way, they throw the football what? Like 15 times, right? Not not good. Not good for business for us. DJ Sharks trending up, and he slides in at 16. Brandon Cooks at 17. 
Chase Claypool is still my preferred receiver in Pittsburgh based on target volume at 18. Tyler Boyd on the other side at 19. Justin Jefferson slides in there at 20, backsliding for him as well. But T. Higgins moving up at 21. I did get asked this question, who do I prefer rest of season, Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins? I do I do prefer it like I have it here, Tyler Boyd, but it's not that it's not that big of a gap between them. Jarvis at 22. Remember, Jarvis with no Beckham is a heavy target, Jarvis. So I like Jarvis as a wide receiver to play uh, against the Houston Texans. And he, if Bradley Roby does play this week, uh, Jarvis won't very likely be shattered by him because I highly doubt they shatter the slot receiver. Speaking of slot receiver, Juju at 23. Uh, and then Travis Fulgham at 24. He will be shadowed very likely by James Bradbury. I don't think it matters that much from a target volume standpoint for Fulgham. Parker, Devontae at 25. Deontay Johnson at 26. Mike Evans backsliding a little bit. He very likely will see a shadow in this one too from Razul Douglas at 27. DJ Moore, speaking of backsliding, down to 28. What can you do with DJ Moore? Hold on to him or buy low. I still think there's plenty of upside there. I'm not quite buying the narrative that he's the number three receiver because their snaps aren't telling us that. Their snaps are telling us he's still the number one receiver. So just throwing that out there. Uh, Chris Godwin at 29. I mean, I have all all three Bucks wideouts currently as wide receiver threes. And, and that's a problem for fantasy purposes because everybody's cannibalizing off of each other because you also have Gronk there. That was my one fear uh, that this could happen. And that was even before Antonio Brown, but now Evans at 27, Godwin at 29, and um, and then A.B. at 36. So that was my fear. Anyway, uh, moving on, Jerry, Judy, 30, trending up on Judy. Trending up, baby. Uh, Christian Kirk at 31. Love the deep ball uh, ability for Christian Kirk and the connection he has with uh, Kyler Murray. John Brown at 32. Mike Williams at 33. Speaking to deep balls with those guys. Curtis Samuels moved up to 34 for me. And I'm not going to uh, discount what he's done over the last two weeks. I'm just not willing to do that. I think he's been pretty good. Uh, at 35, Brandon Ayuk. And then at 36, Marvin Jones. Don't think that Kenny Galladay gets back on the field this week. Just on the outside there, I do have Sterling Shepard, Corey Davis, Marquise Brown, Tim Patrick, uh, Jacoby Myers trending up, uh, as well as potential flex options. Moving on to tight end, and I mean, hey, no Kelsey this week, so Darren Waller, if you have him, <laughs> you can you can confidently start your tight end. Otherwise, I don't know how confident you can be. Get this. Okay, so here's the top four. Let me roll through these guys really quickly. But then I have an interesting note after that, an interesting nugget. So Darren Waller, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, Mark Andrews. That's my top four this week. I I can't even be that confident with, like, Mark Andrews, right? Or or really that confident with Hawkinson or Fant. Fant should benefit because Albert O is going to be out for the rest of the season. But after that point, okay, so number five for me is Dallas Goddard. If I go from Dallas Goddard, and I go all the way down to tight end 14. The difference in projection is 8.8 to 8.0. So we're talking from 5 to 14. There's a, not even a full point of a gap between those guys. 
I talked about this a lot in the fantasy draft season, if you remember that, if you were listening back then. If not, I mean, here here's the idea. So often we get bogged down by rankings. And to somebody, when they hear, well, he's ranked six and then the other guy's ranked 12, there's this thought process that there's a huge difference between those guys. And the reality is between six and 12, I mean, we're talking 0.6 fantasy points, like basically over a half a fantasy point. So there's no difference, really. There's no difference between those guys. It's just like whether they get in the end zone or not. Like no difference. That's kind of crazy when you actually think about it. But such a tiny, minuscule gap that exists at the position. So don't don't sweat it too much when it comes like, would you start Dallas Goddard or Hunter Henry? I mean, yeah, I would start Goddard, but not by a lot. I mean, it's a coin flip, basically. Like you're you're talking as a coin flip. From what should be a mid-range tight end one to a front-end tight end two, but there's no difference between these guys. So in case you're wondering how I have it ranked, so I do have Goddard at five, Evan Ingram at six, Gronk at seven, Hendry at eight, Hunter Henry, Eric Ebron at nine, Austin, Hooper at 10, Jonu Smith at 11, Jimmy Graham at 12, Jared Cook at 13, Bobby Tanyan at 14. Like any one of those guys. And then even from there, I'm looking at like Gesicki and Logan Thomas as as viable streamers, right? So there it's just a, the position stinks. <laughs> Downright stinks. Like if unless you have Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller right now, I mean, you're we're all in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. All right, so there you go. There is all of that. Uh, for you. If you want the entire set of rankings, the projections as well, you can head on over to ftnfantasy.com. Use the promo code MASTERS for 20% off. Good deal right there. Uh, Also, please keep reviewing the show on iTunes. I have an announcement coming shortly here uh, on the celebration, but if you haven't reviewed the show on Apple, all you have to do is open up the Apple Podcast app, go to my podcast, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe, and scroll to the bottom, click the stars. It's really that easy. Wherever you can rate the podcast, please do so. It's just, you know, take 30 seconds out of your time. If you've listened to this show for a while, uh, it's an easy way to get back to me. It's a great way to help the show out. I want to keep doing this thing. I'm really enjoying it. Really enjoying it. And I am going to enjoy talking about wide receivers and cornerbacks tomorrow. In the meantime, you can hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Ratcliffe, on Instagram at Jeff Ratcliffe. And I will catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.